poison Rana. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Welcome to Soup Talk. Soup Talk? Soup Talk. Homemade clam chowder is the soup du jour. What about you, Brayden? Soup du Clam chowder. You know, you don't really uh, you don't really strike me as a clam chowder kind of guy, to be honest. Tell me more. I feel like there's a particular amount of people in the world that don't enjoy, first of all, chowder like a cream-based soup, but also like the seafood element. So I feel like there's a there's a strong... I, I don't mind it. I like it. I like seafood. I like soup. It's it's not my it's not my number one, though. I wouldn't put that... Maybe not even in top five. But what about... Let me put my uh, glasses on for this conversation to look right, dignified. Yes. What about the chowder or the seafood? Like, what is what do I give off that makes you think, huh, uh, clam chowder, that is not a Jordan-type soup. For some reason, and I'm not, you're my friend, I'm not trying to offend you, but for some reason you strike me as like a boring food guy. Interesting. You strike me as like, you have your favorites. I'm not, maybe I'm onto something. You have like your loyal favorites of stuff you'll always have and always go to, but like you're, maybe you're not as adventurous or you know what you really dislike as well. Am I, am I onto something? Oh, I, I've I've made it part of my personality to dislike cheese, so perhaps <laughs> yeah, that's see, you're going to get hate on that. Everyone at Jordan, what is it, Beatwell? Let them know how he's so wrong about cheese, but continue. Uh, I welcome the hate. It is fun. You're right in the sense that I – fuck, who, who did I have this conversation with recently? Um, it was a text conversation, and I guess I was talking – to someone about maybe where we were going to eat. And I basically said some version of, I don't care. Food doesn't excite me. Right. So I wouldn't say I'm a foodie in the sense that other people, if they're going to a city, for instance, the first thing that they will research is the food there. I don't care. Like, I don't really care that much. Do I want to eat a shit meal? Of course not. Am I interested in trying new cuisine? Absolutely. Do I feel like I have some sense of of taste? We could say, yeah, I like food. Uh, I like food a lot, even. But I'm I, I don't like food. Isn't the highlight? See, yeah. I, I, if I'm traveling somewhere, I would love to check out the food. Obviously, certain cities have better food options than like other cities. But I'm also I'm in Toronto. I live in a huge city a huge metropolis i can walk any direction for five minutes downtown and find what i'm looking for like Same. i could find korean i could find you know mexican or a- any literally anything because i'm in such a big city and it's something i take for granted when i talk to friends who live in smaller towns or smaller cities and stuff where like, they're just oh, getting sushi they're like i get sushi from the chinese place that also is the indian roti house it's like you know yeah. like those small places that are like yeah. different things combined and it's like you're not fooling anyone uh so but but 
like going to cities, like when I visit New York City, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to eat some great food and and have different things that I know I can't get here in Toronto. So I think it's like the same for people who are in not accessible to certain things. Like I know one of my friends got so excited when like a Vietnamese place opened up that had like banh mi and mm. fucks. He was like, oh, I don't have to drive like 30 minutes to an hour to get this now because it's so close. And his, I think he was like Guelph or somewhere. And now there's a bunch of spots. But I yeah, love that. What, when I look at other Vermicelli, cities. Vermicelli, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't it's... get me started. Yeah, that's see that there's you want to go back to soup. Pho. And uh, I'm see, it like fuck, a classy white. Here, I'll, I'll say fuck pho. You know, what? I'm a ramen guy. The, the, I, I guess the typical broths for pho and even just the, the, the noodle, it's too that to me, that's bland and not that interesting. Uh, well, I, I also enjoy ramen too. Like when it's really nice, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with, uh, cracking open a pack that you got at the, the local bodega. But like when you go out to like a ramen spot, like when it's like made properly, especially fucking, especially in Tokyo, like blew my fucking mind, but places, places here, places in New York and stuff too. Like it is so good. And those, those two are, those are, those are the two interchangeable for me. Ramen and pho, like that beats every other soup. It beats, Hmm for me agreed for for a, a more traditional it's got, ramen it's got noodles in it though you wouldn't put like noodles in your clam chowder you know what i mean yeah but chicken noodle soup is a thing that's like yeah, the that's still, yeah the that's basic the soup. soup yeah yeah everyone loves that and I, I you know i could i could definitely get into some of that what about like i think of like the canned stuff like as an adult i don't necessarily do that as much i don't enjoy it but i do like making soup or if, eating soup if i'm desperate but i yeah. think in the past few months if i'm desperate it's more like ramen in the packet yeah i would oh, do that yeah yeah, yeah. had an egg and game. you feel like a chef you're like oh i don't even go that far <laughs> okay so i'm not i uh, lily she she cooks and right. i'm happy for that because i've never been interested in preparing my own food you but did. i do like food i like going i grew up uh, often going out with with my mom and my brother to dinner that was more common than us sitting around the table uh at home eating eating a okay. meal um but yeah, i like and and yeah the vietnamese the the ramen sushi thai food I, i'm more into that uh the italian food it's it's mostly cheese based uh a lot of i guess the american mexican type stuff there's cheese but uh Mex-Mex. yeah but tacos tacos are good and i like pasta i like a chicken parm uh, that's what i got at pasta lovers times square that's right that's right yeah you did but uh, that was I, I, so I, much food, by the way. It was. It was a great amount of pasta. It's incredible. Um, I like that you say pasta, though. Pasta. You, that's more like uh, the the British chefs say Is pasta. It? We say pas- pasta. Pasta. Like an O. It's either it's either that or like I live with a Brit, so I don't know. But yeah, but no, it, it's phonetically correct. There's an A. It's not an O. Pasta. You say ah pasta. What about water? Bottle water. I, the the so I say water. I say water, but the more traditional Baltimore saying that I think my parents would use is water, 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 water. Yeah, that kind of has that like <laughs> the the Philly type Baltimore yeah. accent. Oh, okay. I guess I'll I'll learn more about the Philly accent when you're, I you're coming uh, when I go there. I I have been before, and I remember. I remember I spent like a uh, maybe four or five nights the last time I was there. I went for a music festival, and yeah, uh, uh, that Jay Z one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it, but I uh, I got to meet Public Enemy in the hotel hmm. 
I don't remember the lobby. Uh, I got to meet. I got to hang out with Flavor Flav and Chuck D. Chuck D doesn't like me because I'm white. So Flavor Flav was a big fan of me, though. Uh, we we had a nice conversation. Interesting. Um, but then I noticed there was like an, a different accent in Philly. I went into a Target, and the person in front of me was I don't know I, I, if they were being rude to the cashier, and she was having none of it. So like while I'm me and my boy are waiting next in line, like to buy like you know snacks or something, and she starts having like a fit and I, I don't really, I can't really remember what a Philly accent is, but I just remember her like screaming stuff. Like you better, you better not take that here. You better get out of here with that. And I like, just like was spew. And like, finally the guy was like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. And like left. And I was like, wow, that's how you just diffuse the situation. You just tell them to get the fuck out of here. Uh, but I can't like New York, New York. It's like, you know, that's more distinct. Uh, but the, I guess maybe the New Jersey, like water, is is the that's the 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 word that comes to mind maybe bam margera is a good famous person for us he's he's like a philly suburb guy and especially maybe his parents even more so water uh i I don't i i'm just I, i can't say for sure but just from memory if you like watch them that might be closer to that stereotypical hyper local uh northeast but but very Pennsylvania, Philly, Baltimore type accent. Yeah, it's not, it's like, not a pleasant one. Yeah, yeah. What about like Wiz Khalifa? He's like Pittsburgh. Is that? I don't know anything about Wiz Khalifa other than my soon-to-be father-in-law likes him, listens to him. I just found out. <laughs> You're, I'm imagining this uh, older gentleman mm-hmm. on his way to work every morning just bumping it. I suppose. Black I mean, and yellow, black he, and yellow. He works in the music business. He owns a very successful guitar oh, company. Okay, uh, so it's not, not a lot a of guitar in uh, Wiz Khalifa's music, to be honest. <laughs> I, I all I know is is black also, and yellow, and just that. Hook. Also saw Wiz in that festival. He was on the the lineup. So he he has a he's a fan of cannabis. So maybe that's part of the. Ah uh, yes yes yeah. So yes. maybe that's that's uh, loves to uh, to take part in that definitely, uh, which I'm hoping to find in Philly. I know that there's 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 different laws for different states, and it looks like. If I want to hang out with my friend Mary Jane, I might need to go to New Jersey before mm. I stop off in Philadelphia. So. Is it not legal? In rec- I, rec- I don't know. I'm hearing mixed things, but I trust Brandon from New Jersey, our local Philly correspondent. Um, yeah, he who, can smuggle drugs across the state border. Yeah, sure. yeah. I think he lives like more so in, in Pennsylvania. I, I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong. But okay, he's a fake I mean, New Jersey. In that. We we will be nestled up against the the border. So one yeah. of like one of the the concert amphitheaters that I've grown up going to shows is is in Camden, New Jersey, which right. is just on the other side of the river from Philadelphia. Right. So often, if bands will announce the routing, they'll call it Philadelphia, but it's it's actually Camden, sure. New Jersey. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so I'll, I'm sure I'll I'll be fine. Wrestling fans, a lot of people. It'll be it'll be fun times. But, yeah. uh, but as far as soup, yeah, like I hope they have soup there. Yeah, do they have soup in in Philadelphia? I, I, I don't like think so. cheeseburger soup. That's what they would be like famous for. Or something. I, yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> tomato, but disgusting. See, I'm more of the chat, like the the cum based soup. Yeah, yeah, you like a little kind of my wheelhouse. Um, cheese steaks. I've never had a cheesesteak in my Cream life. Cream of some young guy. Is that <laughs> mm, mm, disgusting? Um, uh, but yeah. no, no judgment. Everyone eats and enjoys their own particular type of soup. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's like that, like borscht, like the red cold soup yeah that i've never had that's a russian thing yeah i've had it i don't 
I don't know. I don't know. Make you pee red. And you know what I hate? I this here's a definitive take. I hate tomato soup. Okay. Yeah, it's not necessarily my favorite, but it it has its fans. There's a reason why it's everywhere. I don't get it. Tomato I don't. Disc. I mean, I, I've never had a grilled cheese, nor would I ever. But I I understand that's a classic pairing. So it almost seems like tomato soup is more of a dipping sauce than a soup. Yeah, yeah. You dip something in it. I, I'm. I'm just looking up why is it called bisque, and it stems from either the bay or the bisquet of the technique of cook twice. Interesting. Okay. Cook That's twice. Bisque. So when you have soup and you cook it again, it becomes a bisque. So next time you have your Mr. Noodle packets and you cook your, your water, you boil your water, and then you put it in your noodles in, and then you do it again, it's bisque. Have you ever had crab soup? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like your clam chowders would be great if I'm in like Maine or Boston or Nova Scotia because I'm like right well, I, there. Look, I'm currently You're in here. Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, okay. I'm looking at the, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. I am within steps of of a significant body of water. This is and an Annapolis? Annapolis. An- 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 no, no, no. Annapolis. 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 Wow. I've never heard of this before. Trying to this search is this. The capital. This is the Brazil? state no. capital. The governor lives here and works. The governor here. of what? The of state? Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're you're near a U.S. Naval Academy. I am the Naval Academy. So there are many hundreds uh, of of men and women in full uniform that attend this university that walk around this city just in in the white cap and the white kind of pantsuit type thing it's it's a pretty serious look you're near i mean you're not kind of near but six flags we know yes, that, uh, i'm talking about theme parks on this P- show pg county baby used to be uh, this, adventure world i think it was called many decades Washington, ago like where where sleepy joe is living yeah no. it, annapolis is kind of in between it's it, i mean it's not directly in between but it's equidistant we could say from right washington dc and baltimore maryland cool Wow, yeah. Learning about geography. See, like I'm Can- I'm Canadian. I don't really don't really know too much about U.S. geography unless I like have traveled it. And I haven't been to a lot of states. I have been to a lot of states, but I haven't also not been to a lot of states. And- and most most don't know Annapolis outside of this area, yeah. aside from the fact that it is the state capital. Like For most of us, we have to like memorize the state capitals at some point in childhood. Really, like, all I, I know. Like could, but- sorry, all I really know about like Canadian geography is from turning red mm. chinatown yeah 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 and, true and the 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 sky dome i can take you there it it does it's not too uh too scale of like how they portray it in that pixar movie but it is it does have significant things in that that are like whoa that is legit like a place in toronto that is a bonsai shop that they show that is a like there is certain things in it that you're like whoa okay they were to it but uh, I think in school, like I have to learn like capitals that that does even like of the states, like maybe one month or something like that. But the only reason I know of Delaware is because of Wayne's World when they do the green screen bit. And he's like, I'm in Delaware because like I that that just sounds like a made. I wouldn't know where what goes on there either. So apparently not it's nothing, but pretty small. Uh, it's yeah. it, it's known. I mean, it's Joe Biden's hometown, but that's a more recent wow. okay. uh, kind of a claim to fame. But uh, no, no sales tax in Delaware. Wow, maybe we gotta go to Delaware. Yeah, and, and also, other, there's other tax stuff. A lot of companies 
just right. are like that's where their uh, I guess tax addresses, even if there's no physical presence in that state for tax purposes. Yeah, we have a lot of tax here in uh, Toronto. We pay a lot. Yeah, but you also get health care. Yeah, yeah. So we you get what so. you pay for it. So <laughs> Americans. Um, well, now that you were uh, having some soup, I was having uh, some some ramen earlier, some nice ramen with uh, with the 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 fancy egg that you get, mm. you get ramen. Are um, you a pork belly guy? Yeah, I can definitely can definitely fuck with that. Um, and then I had some dumplings. Me and Davey went through a dumpling phase. Never, week. never had the dumpling phase yet. You open to, I'm open to it, but dumplings are very like dumplings, dim sum, any of those things. Oh man, like I'm not just, anti that stuff, but it's right. not a go to order for me. Yeah, are those okay. buns? Is that a thing? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. What what if I what if I was like Jordan? I'm going to Baltimore, where you reside, right? Mm-hmm. Where would you say go? What would be your like? You gotta get. You gotta eat here. I mean, I'd send you to like a classic place to get a crab cake, maybe okay. some crab soup, either Maryland crab soup, more tomato based, or the cream of crab, okay. more cum based. We could say. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but but as it, I guess it depends where. It, like honestly, you pro- you're probably familiar with Jimmy's famous seafood. Yes, through, through wrestling association and, and otherwise, um, the food is phenomenal. Really, like, okay. the food lives up to to their hype, and and they create a lot of hype. Um, I feel like I've been to one as a like kid. I feel like I was not an adult I, when I went. To what you've been to? What as a kid? To G- a Jimmy's. That's, that's there's one location, and it's it's like on the Baltimore city oh, border. No, so not. the the area, yeah, the physical the location, like. I would not send you to if you're a tourist. Um, it, it's it's literally a destination for that restaurant if you're going to go out to to the edge of Baltimore City on the east side over there. So th- they do they do like wrestling stuff there. I think they yeah, do like they, they, they do pay per view parties and um, like Jeff Jarrett has done a thing there. The uh, the Major Brother podcast they've done a, an event there. Bruce Pritchard right. they've all so like. Yeah, bands play there. It, it's it's an institution that uh, actually when I did the chocolate croissants podcast a few years ago, um, John, one of the uh, the owners and the most public face of Jimmy's, uh, he came to my apartment, and I didn't tell him until he came that at the time I was working at Ring of Honor, and he kind of for fun wrestled for Maryland Championship Wrestling. Like he was hmm. an indie wrestler, did at least a few a few matches. Uh, so. You know, it, the wrestling thing isn't just for business. Like, he is a massive wrestling fan. Um, I think I was thinking of uh, of the boathouse down in Florida, which is like attached to like the Disney thing. But then yeah. I'm also like, wait, am I thinking of Bubba Gump Shrimp? <laughs> so Bubba, also- Gump, Bubba Gump Shrimp, that is a chain restaurant that yeah. is owned by Landry's, the same parent company of One Rainforest Cafe. That. There you go. See how it all comes comes around here. Mm. Wow! Shout Based out in so our next Houston, our next Texas. shirt shirt's gonna rip off Bubba Gump Shrimp. Uh, about a year ago, I was leaving City Walk, which is kind of the the equivalent dis- downtown Disney area of Universal Studios. There is a Bubba Gump Shrimp uh, restaurant there, and as we were leaving, they had an actual shrimp person in costume it was amazing oh i did not ask for a, a meet and greet pick i regret that but uh i've never eaten at one i actually was seated at that one many years ago when i went for wrestlemania in 2008 rick flair retirement year and and floyd mayweather 
year as well. We, we were seated at the Bubba Gump Shrimp, and then we were looking at the menu, and we were like, do we have, have the water? The water was served, and we we're like, are we, are we really doing this? Are we going to have like subpar seafood for you know twenty eight dollars a plate? Well, very expensive. Probably. And we we just left. We just left. Stupid is and stupid does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've seen Forrest Gump, right? Uh, scenes, okay, okay, but not in order. I was gonna say their menu must be just the stuff that Bubba like names off. He goes like the sh- shrimp soup, fried shrimp, yeah. shrimp, and then like I imagine that's you know on the I, on the menu. But I, I would imagine too. But I have I don't know if I've eaten there or not. But it's not, something reminds me that I have been inside. But same there with was, Jimmy Buffett and all that. Yeah, Margaritaville. There's one at City Walk too. Yeah. I, I I wanted to. I they're I guess known for the one of those big oversized beach chairs, like those like like whatever, like that type of chair that you know when you go to the fucking uh cracker barrel, I think they have those too. But Margaritaville, it's like an obnoxiously oversized one. And I went to go take a picture there a couple months ago and they didn't have it at this huh. this Margaritaville location. Okay. So that's that was my margarita. We went to the gift shop. Uh just the whole aesthetic is none of that's interesting to me. It all kind of sucked. Uh, but I never have eaten at a Margaritaville either. Uh, like all these restaurants are fucking dog shit. So I'm I'm only going to subscribe to one, and it's the Rainforest Cafe. I have I have now eaten at Rainforest Cafe once in the past, let's say, 25 years, and I'm not going to start doing that with any of these other restaurants. Right, you got to stick on your your brand. Yeah, like with no fuck, other re- like no other restaurants have uh, thunderstorms. No, I mean you could you could go to the Hard Rock Cafe and then be seated next to some framed bass guitar from Disturbed. That'd but be, there's no thunderstorm. Yeah. I would like that though. I I, I have been to Hard Rocks uh, a few over the world and like it's cool, but the food is never good. It's always expensive. I just like almost want to do what you did at Bubba Gump. Like, yeah, seat me while I walk around the restaurant. Get a view and any photo of something I like, and okay, I'm gone. <laughs> I saw WH. He seems to be one of those guys that uh, is a, a food pick poster. Oh boy, is he ever! So he went to your Royal Rumble party. The food yes. there looks good. Ga- the Gabby's that uh, Davey works at is a sports bar downtown Toronto, and I must say it it has some pretty good stuff. It's got like easily the best wings in town, and they're like down the street from a Hooters, the only Hooters. That we have. And now that's a chain restaurant. And like their wings are pretty bad. And a lot of places that used to have good wings, like I don't know, changed out suppliers or something or something. I'm not sure. But yeah, Davies Bar is pretty popular for like sports games and beer and some wings and some wraps and burgers and stuff. So like, yeah, pretty, pretty standard. You know, you can I wouldn't say I wouldn't say if you're visiting Toronto and you only have two days to definitely check out Gabby's, but you know, to but see Davy Portman, of course. For food like that, you can tell a lot by the French fries, and those French fries look legitimate. Yeah, that is something I do love my my French fries, and you do need to have you how, like how do you fuck up French fries? Well, that's you like, shouldn't be fucking them up. No, I mean I I can tell a lot about the quality of a breakfast place by the quality of their bacon. So if, is it a is it a thick cut? Is it is it cooked right. well or is it you know the the plasticky microwavable shit? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, speaking of Davey, your 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 partner, your 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 roommate, you were saying that it can be hard sometimes watching wrestling with him because you can't really talk about it because you're like we'll just save it for the podcast. Uh, right before going live, you were eating soup, and uh, I said, well, I guess we'll talk about how you were enjoying the soup. And, yeah, I was mentioning that 
when uh, sometimes me and Davey, every Tuesday on the post-wrestling feed when we do Up Next, we're roommates, so we watch NXT together. We alternate weeks on who's cooking, and then the other kind of takes the lead on taking notes on NXT. And uh, sometimes when we're watching the show together, it's like I don't want to – we don't want to like – continuously talk about and give thoughts on the show like you would do when you're watching things with normal friends because we're about to go and click record and and then give our thoughts so sometimes we we talk about something and then we're like wait did we actually say that on the show or did we just say that to each other and sometimes we're like wait wait save it for the show save it for the show hold that thought write it down so is watching less enjoyable that way no uh for anyone who's who's hung about or been over at at our place while we watch wrestling and we still, we still can like part. It's like second nature to me now. In fact, it's ruined how sometimes if I watch something like say today, I'm just, just an example. Say I'm like, Oh, I'm off today. I'm going to put a movie on or something. And you know, while I'm watching this movie or TV show, something happens in the movie. That's like so good or memorable or, or an exciting, there's like a weird muscle memory instinct that I go to like write something down and I go, what I'm not, even, wait, what mm-hmm. am I doing? Why am I going to write this down? And I like laugh at myself. I don't do it all the time, but it it has happened. But when you're watching something to review, whether a movie or NXT, you document in real time just thoughts. Uh, yeah, like you know, if I'm watching a wrestling show or a movie, and something happens, like a character dies, or in wrestling, you know, a character dies, uh, a wrestling, or you know, a guy loses a match or whatever. I write down, you know, guy hits a finisher and whatever. So I, I remember to, 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 to mention that. But I'll find that, like, say I'm going to watch an example. Say I'm watching Star Wars today. It's like, and Jar Jar says something stupid. My instinct, I'm like, oh, let me write that. Oh, wait, I don't need to write that down. I'm not doing a show on this. Holy shit. You can like, just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and sometimes, not- I, I, you know, I am, I, am a, I am a proud stoner, but I can have bad memory. Mm. But, but... For the most part, when I'm when I'm watching something and I know I'm going to be like talking about it, it's what I do for a living. I can I can like tend to remember, especially so, if I just watch it. But sometimes I watch something the day before, right? So, as you document your thoughts, it, this is freehand. You're writing with a pen or a pencil? God no, my, you should so see my writing. my writing is terrible. Yeah, I'm a fan of notes on my MacBook or okay. on my iPhone. I'm a Mac. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. My handwriting is so bad still. Hmm. Like, but then look, kids these days don't even learn it because it's like, well, you probably won't be needing to in another 10 years. Who knows? But yeah, I like if anyone ever wanted my autograph, which funny enough, like has happened, which I'm like, are you sure? You, I do not want to give you my autograph. And you're like, please, Why? I just need to sign. So Why? I was like, absolutely. Like, I'll take photos with anyone and give anyone their, my autograph if they really want it. But I am very against it. Um, what? Isn't that flattering? It, it was totally, it was totally, it was a fan who uh, wanted, wanted John Way and Dan and, and all of us back in the day to sign this like card he had made and then sh- shipped it to us. And if you're listening out there, I forget who you are, but you're amazing. And then we, we all signed it and like sent it back to him or something like that, or these cards or something. So he made like these, this set with all mm. of us and it was very thoughtful and very like, I don't know. Yeah. Flattering, I guess is the right word. So I was like, absolutely. And then I was like, Oh my God, my signature is terrible. Look at Mine that. would I be just do a giant B and then scribble. I would do, I would just, my name, just Jordan in, in capital letters. Uh, I, I kind of experienced this transition in, in a couple ways. So a band that I was in, let's say like Oh four, Oh five, Oh six, 
I would sign autographs regularly, uh, mostly wow. at shows, but sometimes like going to the local mall and people would recognize me. And, and at that point, we were selling CDs still for the most part. And then just a few years after that, the, the next band of note I was in, this is like, Oh nine, that, that band started taking off a bit. It was just now, can we take a picture with you? And no, and no longer people are really buying CDs. So it was interesting within just a couple of years, it was like, we sell CDs and people prefer the autograph. And I guess it's all just technology with, with streaming. Um, yeah. And, and just phones having like being cameras, uh, it kind of went from autograph to, to selfies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a thing. Look at when you watch wrestling, the wrestlers go around high-fiving people. Everyone now is just like, wait, can I get a quick selfie? Quick selfie. Although I have seen more recently uh, people like holding Sharpies, like, you know, down the aisle uh, trying to get stuff signed too. It's interesting. I also, I was watching the, uh, the Australian open, the tennis tournament this past week. And this is the first time I've seen this when players are done the fans in the front, they're kind of more elevated from the court. So there's like a string attached to both a Sharpie and the thing they want to get signed. So as the players are walking out, you just see all these strings holding mm. objects and Sharpies, hoping that the tennis player will just wow. uh, grab, grab off the. Do you have, uh, do you have any in, uh, autographs from anyone famous that you have? In- yeah, I have a, a, and it was a, a a Polaroid photo that was taken in a Maryland Championship wrestling ring, probably the year 2000, in my high school with Jerry the King Lawler and the Cat. Wow. Whoa! Uh, they signed. They both signed that photo. Um, wow. I have I have like signed eight by tens from Tatanka, Razor Ramon. I mean, the Razor Ramon is no longer with us. R.I.P. So mm-hmm. that, that's that's definitely got to be worth uh, something. I get, if it's personalized to me, I forget if it is or not. Uh, is it worth less? I don't it's imagine. worth less if it's personalized, but it's still worth. Like I, I go to this record store. Shout out Sonic Boom. It sells other stuff because I'm not buying records these days. But they sell like music related, you know, T-shirts, everything, anything music. They still sell and they're awesome. Um, they they have like an autograph section where they like mm. have stuff, and they have a Black Sabbath CD. Signed by Black Sabbath, all of them shows proof, and then a second one, clearly like the same day, but it's personalized, and the personalized one is like f- way less, significantly yeah. less money. Yeah, but I can see that. Still was still like a lot of money because it's Ozzy Osbourne and hmm. the rest of the band. So never really gotten to Ozzy. Oh, uh, saw him once live, not Sabbath, but it, it was just Ozzy headlining Ozfest. It, but uh, I feel like we're like if you saw them like. Black Sabbath when like the OG like oh Black sure Sabbath, when he's biting heads off, off sure. that like sure. yeah that that shit would be fucking hard. and like in its yeah. time that style of music that band in particular was like was a I'll, trip I mean that I'll was say I'm, I, I have a story like I've said this on shows for sure my when uh, I was like younger I was probably like 15 16 or something like that my my cousin was getting into wrestling and he's a little little younger than me and my uncle was like oh, I'll take you guys to some some shows so. We, he would take us to Buffalo and, and stuff to go see some wrestling. But one time they went to like Rochester or somewhere for a SmackDown. And I was like, ah, I don't really can't make the trip. I, I either maybe, you know, starting to get into girls or work or who knows. I was like, sorry, I'm going to skip on that one. And then like, as they're like going to the show, 
I see like online, like, oh, Ozzy Osbourne announced to do a free show after the SmackDown taping to promote like his album. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Okay. So he got to see him live, but they said he was, he was already old at that time. Okay. So maybe I'm, I'm guessing like Oh nine or so I went to a SmackDown taping in Baltimore. What the hell? And Ozzy performed. That's crazy. Whoa. That's yeah, wild. but it wasn't. I don't know what he was promoting. Yeah, but, but an album, right? But but played a uh, Iron Pig or whatever. Uh, War Pigs. War Pigs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it like played that song. So okay. I don't remember him performing a new song. Maybe that was the case. But it was it was SmackDown episode. Ozzy performed, yeah. and then uh, it, I guess it was live ECW episode. And I got my uh, Baltimore Love Snitsky. Oh, no, no. I had my Baltimore Love Snitsky sign. Oh and God. during commercial break, he was in the main event against, I believe, Rob Van Dam. The, the, I got the cameraman looked at it, smiled and laughed, but he refused to shoot it. And uh, I, understand, I mean, Snitsky was the heel, so it didn't really like help the, the storytelling. But but that was my sign that that evening. Wow. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know if this was the same show, but I feel like he's probably done this a few times. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I oh. oh. Yes, he, he's he been on WWE a couple times. I don't know if he's performed on SmackDown more than that Baltimore show. Then maybe that was the show my my thing my cousin went to. But I, I know that they went to this show and he's like he's he's like yeah I got to see Ozzy Osbourne. Like they they both nece- weren't necessarily like you know huge fans, but they were like oh how cool is it? You know we got to see Ozzy Osbourne just to go to to go see some wrestling, and I was just like fuck. Yeah, like, I, I, felt time, the same, I felt the same way. Yeah. Um, interesting that I, I totally forgot about that. The, like when I think of seeing Ozzy, I just think of that Ozfest. But yeah, I saw him perform at least one, maybe maybe two songs that night. Uh, what's the, who's the last person that you you said like, hey, could I get your autograph? Oof. I, like probably since I was like a, a teenager, meeting wrestlers. Like nowadays, I wouldn't really ask any any for anyone's autograph. Yeah, I think I'd so like too. a photo with people, right? Like yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I have I have a bunch of wrestling autograph stuff uh, as as mentioned on the Poison Rana Christmas show. Still looking for highest bidder for my Chris Benoit autograph. Jesus Any, Christ! Anyone? Uh, no, I don't have his autograph, but uh, I have Chris Benoit's autograph. Yes. But do you ever go to, I guess, indie shows or a wrestler convention and just buy stuff from a wrestler's merch table? Yeah, yeah, I, I have. Yeah, I recently, uh, Gringo Loco. I got. I guess we got his autograph. We well, got, I'm saying, like, if you bought something of theirs, would you yeah. then ask it for them to sign it? Yeah, yeah. We he signed. Davey got the Gringo Loco wrestle buddy. Oh, cool. And, and and Gringo signed it. It's on our set. Yeah, but like, I got. I bought a, a snapback from him, and I didn't want that signed because I'm going to wear it. So sure, but yeah. But if you got yeah, like a, a piece of memorabilia. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have again. Like we, I have so many in storage from years of. Being a you know young wrestling fan from going to different things with my friends to then working at TSN and the mm-hmm. Fight Network and like there I got to meet wrestlers like all the time. I think it, as soon as it became my job, it stopped becoming something like oh I gotta hang out with people. Like I have met wrestlers and gotten selfies with them, and I've also met wrestlers and never got a selfie with them and never really mentioned to people you know now in hindsight when when i quit ring of honor i did go through the closet of what was essentially like to them stored trash and i did take a bunch of signed eight by tens that i've since gifted to people you know i I meet a barista at the local cafe and it's like oh i love AEW and what come back and hear some young bucks a signed eight by tens but 
But like, I, I think I only have autographs from like wrestlers. Like, I don't think I have like, you know, some other. You never gotten like sports celebrity or, or musicians? As a kid, as a kid, uh, I was really into uh, Blue Jays baseball and I would go to some games back in the day, like when the Jays were not doing good. I'm talking like after the double win in the early 90s, like late 90s, early 2000s, they were a real shit show and really cheap to go to games. Mm. So I'd go all the time and I had Vernon Wells, one of my favorite players. I, every game, every game I'd go to, he'd like give me a ball, sign it, talk to people. So it's like I have like probably a dozen of those somewhere, but don't really know. If, I don't even think he's playing anymore. But I don't really care about autographs. I'd prefer a selfie or just to meet someone because you know, like people go to conventions. You're, I, I'm not knocking it whatsoever because a that's how some people make a living, mm-hmm. and b that's the, maybe the only way you can ever get your meet your heroes or. Mm-hmm favorite stars or whatever so like people who like go to these conventions you wait in line Mm -hmm. and then when you get to your time you spend a lot of money to a buy the photo or buy the autograph to get the photo and this and that and again not knocking the hustle because i think that is a great way for uh famous people to make some easy money in my opinion it's great but as a fan like you don't necessarily have like the story the story is oh how did you meet them well i paid five hundred dollars and waited for three hours and then I got to meet Hulk Hogan and then he posed and then it was see you later, brother. But I don't think those people are framing it like the story. It's more that just just I got to, to meet experience them. to yeah. experience that human being, even for a, a, a handful of moments like that's a valuable experience. Yes. And, 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 and again, not not knocking it at all. Like I have friends who say are obsessed with like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So he made it his mission that like. He, wa- he wants to meet like as many people from the show as he can. I believe it's only Sarah Michelle Geller is the only one. And she was that, the star. Yes. And she was Buffy. And he's yeah. the only one he's not like met and like got to chat with. So he's on the hunt there still. But he like he, I've gone to conventions where he's like, hold on, I got to like I got to go talk to Spike <laughs> for a second from mm-hmm. Buffy. And like he's he's that's just that's just how he like likes it. Whereas for me. Like, you know, one night I've, I've had a few too many pops at karaoke and I bump into Kiefer Sutherland, who's also maybe had a few too many pops. And then we have a few more and then we have a great I have a great story. of That's like yeah, story. I got to meet him and we got pretty lit and he said some things and I said some things. And here's probably the most memorable autograph story. I don't, I don't think I've shared this with you. This was 2000, 2001, the band P.O.D., uh, my family was staying in a Times Square hotel, okay. And we see Pod in the in the lobby, and wow. so my brother and I were probably uh, at fourteen, fifteen at this point. We go up to them, say like, "Hey, we're big fans. What are you guys up to?" And I, I think they're playing Letterman that that weekend, uh, more that week. And this was back when Times Square had a, a Virgin Megastore. Uh, like a record store okay. so we we buy a, a a pod poster like you know one of the big posters uh from from the store in hopes that we might run into them while physically holding on to the poster and lo and behold maybe the next day or two mornings after we have poster in hand and we see them again in the lobby and like hey guys wow. would you mind signing the poster for us and they like were super cool and from memory like flattered that we would even go to such lengths in hopes of running into them again yeah uh, very very lovely guys never really got too into them as a band but that made 
such an impression. It made that, you feel so alive. Well said. Uh, that maybe 18 years later, I guess, they came through uh, much more humble times for the, the Payable on Death boys. They were uh, on death. opening for Insane Clown Posse in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, God. And and we went. and I'd go see them. I, we, I would have gone either way to see ICP. But, but it, like, there, was, there was a bond with the guys in POD because the, as kids, uh, you know, they, they were the, the real superstars to us at that time. And, yeah. and, you know, they treated us well. They took care of us and made us feel um, important. And like those are the bonds that you know you fucking you 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 rock with those people at least defend them and root for them for life when they're nice to you as kids. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like some similar thing I mentioned just earlier on this show is last time I was in Philly is uh, in my hotel. Public Enemy was there, so I like Flava Flav spent like you know ten minutes of his day when I was while his managers and people are like we gotta get in the fucking car. He's like hold on, I gotta talk to these boys nice. and like that to me I was like this guy didn't need to do that. He just like chose to so yeah i'm always in flavor flaves corner uh, lately i haven't but rum, ran into any celebrities but like i live downtown toronto and we live near like a few uh hotels and state places that they film at so lately i feel like i've gone a little crazy because i'll be in like a grocery store or just on a walk down by the water and I'll see someone that I'm like, I swear to God, that is like some actor. And then like I look this thing up later and it's like, yeah, they're filming in Toronto. I'm like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I should have said hi. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. as, but I would if like I know exactly who someone is and I'm a huge fan. Like, yeah, I'd be like, hey, I don't want to bother you, but like huge fan of your stuff. My mom loves your shit. <laughs> I, I remember the last uh, autograph I, I requested in, in Newark, New Jersey, uh, two Novembers ago with all of you guys. At the the post anniversary, oh, yeah. I I my met my New York City subway metro card. I I asked one Fire Frank to sign it for me. BDE champion. Yes, and he was very gracious and and obliged. And I was I low key marking out. Yeah, I mean he's a big he's a, he's pretty humble though. He's pretty humble as a as a he's super kind. Yeah, super like he. I think he realizes that 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 he he has that effect on on people. He doesn't but, like. It his head yeah he treated me like i was normal like i like he was one of one of us it was, um, it was refreshing shout out fire frank who just got back from the, the rumble i know he had a good time um last one for me is i was probably like 13 or something i was very young and my mom wanted to go to see chris isaac the singer Whoa. yeah she's a big fan of chris isaac and uh, i was like yeah you can take like she's like I'll, I'll i'll go i'll just bring you and i was like yeah cool so we went to see chris isaac and he played he was fucking great and then after the show as we're leaving he like goes down the aisle and he goes all the way to the back and he goes i'm i'm signing photos i'm taking you know i'm signing cds and stuff like that and like all the women you know are just like rushing him and like the security has got to hold him there's like giant lines and my mom's like Oh, I mean, I do love me some Chris Isaac, but you know, it's okay. And I'm like, no, this is, this is your chance, mom. You can free this mom. You can do this. And she's yeah. like, no, no, no. Like, uh, let's, let, let's just go. Let's go. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I grab her hand and I, I'm, I'm young, right? I'm a kid. I push through all these cougars. <laughs> I go all the way and the security sees me like a little boy in full of a sea of like older women and goes like, yeah mm. and chris chris like is is like hold on hold on and goes like hey how can i help you fella 
And I'm like, look, man, I'm 13. My name's Braden. My mom really loves me. She brought me here. I had to cut through here to make sure she got to meet you. And he starts like howling, laughing. And then I go, by the way, Wicked Game is a banger. It's a tune. Are you playing Wicked Game? <laughs> the video. Dude, 1991. This would come on MTV daily. And like, I was born. Maybe that's why my mom loves this song. This was low key, like my introduction to pornography. Yeah, I think many people. Such a good tune. So I told him that. And he laughs. And then like I introduced him to my mom. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm meeting him. And then he goes, you're not buying this. And he grabs like a CD, signs it, gives it to my mom, and then takes a poster of himself, signs it and puts like all these things and personalizes it and gives it to me. I give it to my mom. Amazing. And he's like, hey, thanks for coming. Thanks for supporting. I'm like, ah, man, thanks. (laughs) My mom to this day has this on her like office, this like signed thing. She's like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, well, for the rest of your life, you can at least say you got to meet your favorite singer because your kid was like, no, 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 hold on. What a good son. Yeah, I like right. that. I like that. Who do you know who the the woman in this video is? Uh, in the Wicked Game video, it's like some model, I guess, like a guest model. Or okay, uh, I remember just again, I was like a six year old, a seven year old, and you found but, yourself to this. But I mean, even at the time, I'm like, holy fuck, she is cool. Elena Christensen. Is okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But she, yeah, she was like topless, and yeah. and he's like covering up anything from being seen like with with his yeah. with the the embracing and i was just like this this is doing things to my body and oh, is right, this yeah. allowed to be on tv you, and so you uh you you popped a few clam chowders to this back in the day if if that was physically possible as a seven-year-old jordan speaking of right. i watched i think it was 1991 as well um a, an episode of married with children a couple of nights ago uh, a show that i i would watch with my dad in when i was maybe a, a tad older like 93 okay uh, maybe and i remember it would be on fox and uh, in the later seasons the george carlin had a sitcom that i think would come on after and my dad and i would watch that together but i think it was 91 and it was uh bud's birthday his 18th birthday so al takes him to uh what 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 they call the nudie bar as the the traditional Bundy uh, male kind of 18-year-old bonding and experience. And, like, this is 91. This is, like, years before Jerry Springer became Jerry Springer and many years before Attitude Era Wrestling and so on. And in this episode, you have Bud, who's 18 in the show, uh, looks like he's 15. <laughs> and they're in this this uh, fictionalized strip club. But, like, the, the woman, I mean, she's got brown panties, but, like, barely. And he just goes directly, like, he, like, turns his head up and backwards, like, looking at her vagina. And I'm like, holy shit. The fact that this aired at that time on on, on broadcast television was, was amazing. Uh, <laughs> a very funny, funny episode. Uh, like, I just... I, I highly they recommend couldn't, checking out. You wouldn't out have a show like that anymore. Like no, like no, you wouldn't have a show like that, especially anymore. on on broadcast TV. But the father man, bonding time, yes. I it was what a sitcom. Like it was very much. It just felt like live stage theater because the the crowd was super into it. They kind of became part of the show. Like their energy, it felt like a party, and it just all these different characters, and it was just like the pinnacle of uh, like degenerate. Uh, society <laughs> yeah yeah it, oh he was the king yeah i'm it's crazy that that he goes on to be in Mary, uh modern family and like have the little giants was he in little giants he was one of the coaches oh, in little shit. giants oh, then man, that was the that kids movie. film and like i think i think they were like still at the very end of married with children at that yeah. time 
I love that movie. One of my favorite lines ever, though, is from Married with Children. It's in. It's always featured in like the highlighted clips of the show when she comes home. Katie Siegel, Seagal, she's fantastic yeah. as well. She's had a crazy career too. Where she she comes in, she's got all the groceries. She's like, "Honey, I'm home. Did you miss me?" And he goes, "With every bullet so far." <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. fucking. Good. I remember as, as a, even as a kid, I was like, "Like, wait, is she in the B 52s Wait, Kate. Katie Siegel. I mean, the character. Yeah, the character. I, I thought I thought when you were talking about uh, you know finding yourself as a young man and then yes. brought up married with children, most people would think you were Kelly talking about Kelly. Yeah, Kelly yeah. Bundy. <laughs> there with her too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was cool, but but I was again. I was like, I was a bit too young. A couple years later was when the uh, the right. Kelly Kapowski's and 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 that and class. Power Rangers. Of, yeah, yeah, but never really. It was, it was, I was more of a Kelly Kapowski guy. Um, Kelly Kapowski, Topanga, Tep- and Topanga. Yeah, Topanga. Absolutely, was, Topanga for yeah, me. Yeah, they were, yeah. they were the two. And at Hillary that Duff. point, I see. At that point, I was into. I mean, I went to the show. <laughs> I went to the show, but at that point, I was already like, you know, like having sex with actual. It wasn't fantasy, right. you know. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, like crushes back in the day when you were a kid. Like, I think all the ones we mentioned are like most guys our ages. Like, I don't know what who's today are. Like, who what what kids today are like? Oh man, because like today you have YouTubers and actors and singers and people in K-pop bands and OnlyFans and yeah, and I guess God we're what. we're it's, it's a weird time, right? Like our our era was like everyone's like, oh yeah, first crush was you know, the cat on WWF or Topanga. And it's like, yeah, most people have like somewhat similar ones where it's like, or Sonny, Sonny was a big one. Yeah. That's probably who I meant. Yeah. So it's like nowadays the, the, the net is but, so much bigger. But that, right? that speaks more to the, the, the eroding of a, of a monoculture. Like we're all in our own shit with the content or media that we consume that, uh, less of us agree on the same thing well back then is because we all had the same fucking channels that's what i'm now, saying i mean you you're, you could have completely different you could not have tv you could just be watching things on the internet like i could i could argue like you cannot compare chris isaac's music career to taylor swift's in terms of success no. yes, I mean, sure. taylor swift like a, a the, the most successful tour of all time these past couple of years however i would argue that in the early 90s more people were aware of and heard Wicked Game than most Taylor Swift singles. I, Just because I agree. Yeah. MTV was that ubiquitous back then. And, and maybe the only music way for you yeah. and, and, and radio stations and, and things like that. And yeah. And, and that's something to today as, as, as well as like people are so wound up in, in, in ratings and things like that. It's like, man, like back in the day, ratings were crazy because that was it. If you missed a show, you either taped it on your VHS taper or you just didn't watch it. Mm. And you like, that was it. And that's why people would have to tune in. People would go to their homes to watch things. Nowadays they go, I'll watch that tomorrow. Or I already watched all 10 episodes because they dropped them all at the same time. Or I don't need to watch that. I can watch it on Twitter or this and that. And I'm not just referring to wrestling, but like I work in TV and, and ratings is a thing we deal with. And like ratings have significantly dropped for normal TV. But at the back in the day, it's because like, if you wanted to watch fear factor, you couldn't find it online 
hours later or the next day on a different channel. You had to watch it at that time to watch it. So like all these people would have to watch it. So when MTV back in the day was pumping any of those songs from the 80s throughout the 90s to like really up until early 2000s, really. Yeah, if you if your music video was in rotation, you were famous. Like that was it. Nowadays, it's like I can upload a music video on YouTube and you could get a million views or it could get 18 views, right? Like it's so it's so varied in things. So you you are right, because like back in the day, we're all like, Oh, I love Kelly Kapowski and and Sable. It's like, well, yeah, because we all had the same fucking 50 channels. So there's the odds yeah, are some like of the, us know who those people right, are. Right. Like the same like 10 women to to kind of attach yeah. to. Yeah. So nowadays, like, man, you could be watching like, you know, K dramas or shows in completely different languages and all sorts of different things. That's like, oh, there's so many things. Cause I haven't heard like well, you know what the streets are thinking like you know who who who's famous that kids or or people are like that's my that's my crush kind of thing like sydney sweeney i, I saw a, a rom-com with her I'm, I'm figuring out that the internet loves her from euphoria i'm like okay, okay she must so be I, I i didn't know the name but i was gonna say euphoria is yeah. probably one of those Zendaya, shows she's from that as well right like that's yeah. huge people are seem to be really into her i'd assume taylor swift is in that thing like she's so mega huge that you know dudes must be crushing over her yes but she like i i certainly could be wrong but i don't think she has and and i don't want to say that that like a kelly kapowski was a sex symbol because if we think about it like she was 15 years old but yet we were like 10 years old yeah we were yeah 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 but but as far as like like the crush uh similar to like for a lot of girls my age jonathan taylor thomas was was that equivalent (laughs) but so like with taylor swift is and a lot of her i guess the 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 appeal or the brand is that she's a bit more wholesome and family friendly and and even maybe some like christian culture sprinkled in i don't know but she's not like a sex symbol she doesn't sexualize herself in, in the ways in which uh these euphoria stars yeah certainly. yeah yeah fair enough fair enough she seems like she's the good girl yeah and i think like again i grew up with having a crush on hillary duff and she was like known as the good girl whereas Lindsay lohan and paris Hilton and britney were all like getting getting loaded and getting caught with their pants down but like now yeah i don't know she taylor swift does give me the uh the good girl vibes and she was in baltimore know. yesterday you oh yeah I- oh yeah true yeah i mean she she gives off the good girl vibes, but she's also like, if you knew her and you were one of the songs that were written about you because you dated her like five True. years ago, maybe Not- you wouldn't necessarily think that because as much as like, oh, she doesn't sexualize herself and do all this stuff. She seems to have a lot of famous relationships. Certainly. Before this before this one, she's in now with the football player. So it's like, well, I don't know that she's like dated like 15 famous people and write songs about them so, I'm sure I'm sure some of them don't like that but also maybe you shouldn't have broke her heart yeah it, blame blame them exactly blame them and Jake Gyllenhaal and whatever else she's been singing about but th- that's always been a thing think of uh what is it uncle uncle Joey from uncle Jesse uncle, <laughs> uncle, no, uncle, uncle Joey from friends I got the right one uncle no no uncle, oh you're talking about uncle Joey full house uh, Alanis Morissette yeah 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 yeah, Uncle Joey from Friends. <laughs> Uncle Joey yeah. from Friends. Yeah, who who broke Cheryl Crow's heart and she wrote that song about him. 
That's in an alternate timeline? Yes. Where Perhaps the better. Um, yeah, if Uncle Joey from Full House never dumped Alanis Morissette or cheated on her or whatever, she would have she would never become the Alanis like that, you know, everyone. So I guess another woman went down on him in a theater. No, she did. And she she's went- saying she's saying no other woman would. And you still oh. and you still like would she go down on you in a theater? He, she's I saying, see. like, I did that shit. And, like, really? And still? Come on, bro. She's playing Meriwether. She just announced a second date. She's doing two nights in a row. Um, I'm going to go yes. to one of them and, and see her for the, the first and likely only time. Uh, I've never seen her, but she is. She was a huge deal back in the in the '90s. Like girls grew up like idolizing. Oh, it, that album sold like 25 million copies yeah. or something ridiculous. And she's she's from here, so people here were definitely like supportive. Of yeah, her stuff. Big Canadian, deal. Canadian legend. Her and Shania, the two '90s queens of Canada, and and they can in large part thank MTV for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you could be famous overnight. I mean, like TRL, they they like Eminem. He was a global superstar within a couple weeks. Yeah, his fame was his fame was pretty huge. I'm sure we'll see Eminem show up at the Super Bowl. Oh wait, no, he's not. Detroit didn't and, rank him, and neither did the Ravens. It's a tough day yesterday. But Taylor Swift will be at the Super Bowl. Apparently, um, she's having one hell of a rookie career in the NFL. Uh, and Usher's going to be there too. I don't know why. Does he have enough songs? He's got enough songs, but. He's never been one of my favorites. Uh, I, I love all different types of music. And and don't get me wrong. He's got some fucking. What does he band. have? All like, I know is. Think about it. You can't. I can't go a day without hearing. Yeah. By Usher. Like that's just a song that is always played. Okay. Every that's fucking I, that's one know. song. And then I remember that his very first single. The, the, the new relationship you do. This is what you do. Whatever that is. You make me want to lean the one with that one. Yeah, and then he's gonna perform that one. Yeah, I don't know but, what else. I'm looking at his top songs. Got, uh, I don't know these songs. Burn, let it burn. But like, that's not super. Bo- you want something that like hypes people up, right? We're recording this the 29th of January, so the Super Bowl is what, like, in two weeks or something? Two, yeah, two weeks. Yeah, I, he's not necessarily one because I don't. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't really care about football, but I do tend to watch the the Super Bowl because of the commercials and the musical act. It's like a whole. You know, cultural he, phenomena. He, I can get it. He's gonna like the weekend. I don't think had any guests performing with him. Uh, no, Usher. Usher's gonna have to have have a guest or two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he. There is. There is some surprises. I know Reba and Post Malone are like singing the like anthems or something like that. Oh yeah, they'll do the the anthem and. I really wish Reba joined him though. Uh, during Usher, Reba, Usher, and Post Malone would be a pretty good blunt rotation there. Uh, a single mom who works two jobs. <laughs> That'd be, that would be sick if she's saying that at the Super Bowl, but I don't think we're getting that. You know, I, ca- I can't speak to, to much of his music. I'm, I'm just kind of unfamiliar, uh, aside from a handful of singles, but I do like Post Malone. Yeah, yeah, he he has he has some good tunes as well. A lot of his songs that like are like the I guess you could say like the the hits or the radio ones. I wouldn't even necessarily say are his best stuff. I think some of his stuff is like uh, kind of you know B sides of some of his records. I, I've been following him since he kind of got huge off of one song called White Iverson, uh, which was I've heard the title. Kind of- it's kind of just a silly like rap song, but that was the first song that like helped him blow up. A music video, like we said, and then. 
he he was then able to be free to do like more like rap stuff, some country stuff, and he's still dabbling with that. And I I I I hope to uh, I've seen him perform like again right as he blew up. Um, but I would like to I know he, he when he tours he does like multiple nights and sells out and everything. So yeah, he, he's definitely on his way to being one of the big big stars of this generation. But I mean, if he came out with Usher, I don't understand necessarily what the relationship there is. But I'm like Usher's got like. Well, Post, Other Post Malone, honestly, he should be doing the halftime show. Yeah, he. I'm surprised he hasn't yet, which I imagine maybe maybe he does down the line. But some people turn it down, right? Like there's, there's not like, not many though. Oh no, a lot of people turn it down. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. So you don't get paid. Beyonce, Beyonce did. Beyonce right? did it, but Jay Z turned it down prior to that. Oh yeah, um, she did when the Ravens won last, but uh, it was Jay. But Jay Z's now like on the board, or what? He's part of the. Yeah, I feel like Jay Z might change his tune now. This was like a few years ago. There was some controversy, and then before that, it was also like, well, they don't pay you; it's the sponsor who has to pay you. Right, and but then... but also it's like just the marketing opportunity. Uh, oh, I'd imagine you, yeah, Usher you, will you, be yeah. announcing a, a tour. I think the album's yeah. already announced, but he'll likely be announcing an arena tour that it's night. It's proven. Yeah, it's proven that if you do the Super Bowl the next day, all the streaming goes up like 300% or something like that. Something insane. I'm like sure, I'm year, sure a lot more than that. Yeah, like if um, you look, you look like, yeah. But like, think about it. If Usher normally streams, let's just say a billion streams worldwide a day, by tomorrow, the day after this, it'll be like 4 billion. Because it's like that more, many more people who like... Like it just it just helps your like you've done the Super Bowl. I assume it's like the biggest, you know, next to WrestleMania, of course. It's the biggest, yes. you know, Americana thing that they have. So it's the WrestleMania of, of football. Yeah, exactly. Um, before we the post Malone, a few months ago, he was on Howard Stern, and one of his performances was uh, Them Bones by Allison Chains. Highly recommend that. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, Enjoy yeah. that greatly. Uh did you kind of get uh engaged in this green day album hype the past month or i saw some of it yeah i mean so green day's got a, an album rollout they did our we have a, a thing called the cfl here in canada oh i did i watched that halftime performance so they were the halftime performance and they uh they, they came here they performed and then i saw them do the thing with jimmy kimmel where they were playing in the subway i thought that jimmy was pretty Fallon. jimmy sorry yeah jimmy fallon in the uh in the subway i thought that was pretty cool um i yeah I, I assume they're still uh putting out albums right they're promoting a new one and, and yeah, they, touring they're playing like big stadiums now so yeah they're do- with the smashing pumpkins and rancid uh, and the linda lindas um, originally originally though it was supposed to be green day and weezer no no that was two years ago they did oh, okay. uh, green day weezer and fallout boy stadium tour which oh, okay. was initially scheduled for summer 2020 and then it was just delayed yeah. uh, a year um so yeah i mean this is really getting to the weeds but uh, crush management uh, is is the management for all three of those bands and uh green day's only been with them for a few years and i read a I think it was on pole star which is kind of the industry trade for the live uh concert business um they do some journalism and they covered that hell omega tour and uh the, the the conversations that crush management was having with green day and they were asking like green day what are their goals and like they said they want to be a stadium band and it's just interesting to see the like okay well then you have to do these jimmy fallon type type things and like these more traditional media rounds um and i i just find that stuff endlessly fascinating uh also I'm, green day was uh, a a big influence for me uh 
it, many, many, many years ago. And I'm sure I've shared with you more than once. I got to perform with them um, as a child in a stadium. Um, so I, I checked out most of the new album. Like it's, it's whatever. Uh, yeah. But I guess I was curious of them doing all that media. Does that then get you over the hump to then stream their music? Yeah, that that definitely helps as well. Um, I I work where we are affiliates with ABC and we take a lot of ABC feeds and shows and stuff like that and air them and simulcast and stuff at work. And uh, one of the shows we take is Nightline. That's Monday to Fridays. And that airs right after Kimmel airs. Mm -hmm. So by the time the musical guest comes on at Kimmel is when I like I'm gearing up and getting the hard drives ready and doing all like tech stuff to take the next show. So I tend to watch Kimmel at work sometimes. And sometimes he'll have musical guests on that. I'm like, whoa, who is this? This is amazing. And then I add them to my Spotify. And then if I like them that much, maybe I go see them when they mm-hmm. come tour. And this is like for like smaller artists. Like right, lately, I, I've been raving for the last year about this guy, Charlie Crockett. It was mm-hmm. all because I saw him on Kimmel. Mm-hmm. that I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Charlie Crockett, descendant of Davy Crockett. Get the fuck out of here. And then now I'm like, he, he's just announced the second tour. I'm like, fuck, do I have to? go see him again because he fucking slayed the last time i saw him and this was all because of that so yeah i'd say it still works in in certain ways because back in the day going back to mtv much music for me though because you know i'm from toronto but like yes i go come home after school sometimes and me and the friends would watch music videos you'd go like oh shit i gotta remember this one what's this and then like the next day i like go on kazaa lime wire download Weezer, yeah. which would come out as like Weedus, right, or whatever, or the other way around, or the other <laughs> you know way I mean? around. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like advertising and promotion is something that definitely helps, like music and stuff. I'm someone who, you know, I make all the music for for a lot of the podcasts that I do, and once in a while, I, I have jam sessions with other producers and stuff like that, and it's something that's a big, still a huge passion of mine, and just lately someone was like, oh, like, are you, are you part of this, like, publishing thing? Because if you do that, it puts your stuff into there. I'm like, oh, what? And he was just, like, kind of like, hey, I don't work for them, but you should, like, try it because that's how I make some side money. And I'm like, damn, have I just been, like, doing this all wrong? And I think about that the same as podcasting. You need, like, you know, promotion and someone to maybe help do that. And most people, like myself, do, we do it all on our own. Mm-hmm. You see tweets going out and things like that or events. It's all just it's all just ourselves. Whereas like, I'm like, man, if I ever get, what's the next step to, to kind of, you do need like, well, John, John way got someone doing their social media now. Yeah, clearly. Right. Like they, 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 they got someone else doing their stuff. And it's like, at some point that's, that's the better idea because you need that. You need someone to maybe help align yourself. So I spinning back around to music. I was like, Oh, and, and I know you play in, in bands and stuff like that, but I, I make beats here and there. It's, again, it's like a hobby of mine. Oh, I can't sleep or I'm feeling artistic or whatever. I'll, I'll make some beats. But to to then like jam with like some other musicians or make beats with other people and have them be like, oh, yo, wait, you're fucking sick. Wait, what are you talking about? You're not on this. You're not. A, it's like you feel a little like justification, like, oh, man, I'm getting gassed up. I feel like maybe I do need to, you know, get some publishing, get some. So can do it. Do it. I, I get like quarterly statements through bmi for royalties just stuff that i've produced in the past that's in yeah. libraries and get synced like it's easy like the music's already made it's yeah. just passive income and like someone else um who owns part of the publishing is working on like their behalf to make sure that it gets licensed 
wherever it gets licensed. But if you have like a bridge to that and you're already producing music or have a back catalog that you're willing to be used in whatever, like by all means cross that bridge. And, and, and it's definitely to anyone, I'm not just saying musicians, but anyone who's like artists or, you know, maybe you make drawings or clay pots or garden or who knows what, like having like something you're, you're passionate about like that, even if I don't make money, like doing that is something that I'm like, you just feel like pride about it. You feel good after doing it. So uh, never give up your, your side hustles and your true passions, even if it doesn't make you money, even if it's just a hobby, if it makes you happy, then it's probably good for you. Mm. Unless you're like committing crimes or something, then like, no, don't do that. But like, you know, continue doing whatever makes you, you happy. Um, Anyways, welcome to the detox after an hour of <laughs> oh yeah 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 uh, the chop-tease.com slash detox this um might be the last day to get the 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 tie-dye and the trucker hat apparently i don't know uh, uh, dicky dicky said we're i think he's doing away with it but I, i'm not sure so, it's a so yes of- uh before it's gone chop-tease.com if you want to uh support your boys buy the tie-dye detox t-shirt and the pink trucker hat um, because they will soon be gone from the website. We'll have some new merch up and, and stuff, but we're going to try rotating different things in and out. And uh, I know some of you out there did buy the t-shirt and the hat. And I'm wearing one right now. I know. Uh, I want to say thanks to anyone out there. And send the pictures. Keep them coming in. If you've bought anything from us, please send them in. We want to see you wearing them, supporting them, supporting us. And uh, it's the love is real. So really I will say... I will say like it it wasn't like pay three dollars extra like uh pro wrestling tees where you get like the nicer like quality. Uh this is a nice shirt and, and, and Dickie's now got free shipping and and the, the, the shipping at least for me in Baltimore was like pretty pretty quick. Yeah. And I was getting multiple emails like letting me know like this is this is where we're at with it. I got stuff in a week, like less than a week. Great. I think like five days I got my stuff. So Pretty, pretty crazy. And uh, Dickie Bird is the fucking man. Uh, he's a good job. Uh, like, uh, he's, he's going to be on good job. He's made this thing look so good. This website is just from Dickie. Like, he did this all by himself. And it looks amazing. And people are loving it. And people are buying our stuff. And the whole community, man, it's, it's so fucking amazing and real. So appreciate the love out there. Maybe you're wearing our pink trucker hat right now. Maybe you're a trucker wearing mm. a pink trucker hat. If you Yay. are, that is amazing. And please let us know um, and be careful driving. Um, but wow, like just the, the feedback is, has been really cool. So, and keep an eye out. Cause uh, I think he's been teasing that he's, he's, he's partnering with others that, that will be uh, uh, launching their official stores with him. Yeah. I believe, I believe that the band lit maybe is, is, is the big announcement around the corner. So if you're a lit would be, fan, would don't, be lit. <laughs> don't, don't buy the merch today. Wait until Dickie makes the chopped uh, tease announcement for that. We'll get, maybe he'll get the band live as well from, uh, oh, I, I was a big live head back in 1998. Lakini crashes. Juice. Yeah. Lightning crashes, but Lakini, I, we've talked about live multiple times. We talked about the placenta falling to the floor on this podcast. Uh, I just, yeah. Like check out our, our, our stuff. We're going to have new, uh, different, podcasters and things joining the website but also like we're gonna have new things dropping and, and merch ideas and hey if you think why don't you guys sell this let us know uh, always open to uh suggestions and things so uh yeah love all the support out there and uh go buy some some merch while you can um you know we were talking about um usa 
and geography and stuff. Yes. And I actually had read a story in the news the other day and I didn't quite understand it. And since it's been bugging me and it's about that fucking James Bond guy, Pierce Brosnan. Have you heard what Pierce Brosnan has been up to? No. Um, okay. So Pierce Brosnan went to, I need to find the story. Pierce Brosnan went to Yellowstone Park. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that is, but he went to Yellowstone and now the U.S. like Park Association, the National Park wants to like sue him and ask him for a bunch of money because he went for a walk at Yellowstone Park and went to this like out of bounds area, Uh a thermal area at the mammoth hot Springs near Wyoming, Montana border. And apparently Mm. like people are not allowed to go on there. And he went there and they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking put you in jail. And he's like, no, I'm, I used to be James Bond. Like, leave me alone. And, uh, it made me wonder that's somewhere in the States. Like I'd love to, to go and visit, but like, what, who's to judge if, if James Bond from GoldenEye wants to walk in a certain area of this earth? The, the law? I said, I mean, I've been both warned by a cop and then oh. ticketed by a cop for trespassing in a uh, a public park not far no from me. Wait, it, it, why? Well, it was a lot of people my age would kind of go on the main trail and then go off the trail where there yeah. were cliffs to dive into the reservoir and you know, and there'd be like alcohol bottles and cans, and you know, right. I'd go there and you know do things that were illegal um, while trespassing, and and it's fucking dangerous. Like kids have died, like Damn. doing that. So I get it, but it seemed like they started cracking down, and the first time the and and they'll just they don't they'll just wait for you. So as you kind of like leave and go back uphill to enter the trail. Uh, at first it was a ranger, like a park ranger, and he gave us a warning. And then maybe the next uh, time we went a couple weeks later, it was a cop who would who was just giving out citations. So I don't know, probably had to pay 80 bucks or something. And that was enough to be like, all right, I don't need to do that again. Wow, interesting. I, I, so figured, I, I like- say uh, they, they prosecute Pierce Brosnan, his name, <laughs> to, to the fullest extent of the law. And I do realize that out west in those states they they are much less forgiving and they're more into their law and order type shit and and like fuck pierce brosnan like he, like like you like don't come here and break our laws yeah james bond what do you think this is uh i just fit like if it's dangerous if you're walking on these like there's like geysers and and shit like wild animals out there yeah like I, I know the the yellowstone isn't that like the show that's popular with like fucking yeah i've never seen it i think it's it's a paramount uh property yeah i believe i don't know this is a real place yellowstone national park yeah it's it's like perhaps the most (laughs) prestigious uh national it looks beautiful and i I, like what i'm trying to get at is like you know this wasn't on my 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 list of things to do but like i kind of want to walk on these geysers those look pretty fun what if you like stand on them and it lifts you up and I don't want to get burned or anything. I swear he's in a movie in the 90s about like a volcano or something. Am I crazy? He should know better, probably, actually. Of all actors, this guy was in like that movie, Dante's Peak, I think it's called. Uh, so he should he should know better, actually, maybe than walking into these things. But it does look pretty cool. So I'm adding Yellowstone to my list in Wyoming. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. I want to okay. meet up with Eric Bischoff over there. 
Is that where he's he's based? I think Jackson Hole is one of those. He's one of those like I was a city slicker in TV, and now I'm a good old country boy. It's um, probably it's probably what I would do if I got rich. I just own a ranch somewhere and keep. And see, I couldn't do that. I like people too much. Yeah, but you're rich. You can get on a plane to go see people. I suppose, but like I like being able to walk to the cafe. I don't yeah, want to yeah. just because okay, you got. You got your your many whatever thousand square feet home, and then you got the big ass body of water, and and you got all this private land, and then what to just sit there with your dick in your hand? Yeah, you want to like I, I am a city boy, so I mean you're you're preaching to the the choir there, but you can also walk around the city with your dick in your hand. I suppose, I, like I like myself, but like I want to I want to be in community with others. Yeah, or you could live on a farm and. Have horses and no thanks, no thanks, and things. I want to be near a cafe and and maybe a couple music venues and have a nice record store and and I like being on the water. Don't get me wrong, but I don't need to own the lake. Right, I'd be sick if you owned a lake. You could call it Lake Jordan. Yeah, Lake Goodman. This is true. And then I could swim in Lake Jordan. Look at that. Bathe in the waters of Lake. Okay, Earth. okay. So I'm not opposed to like having my, but then I throw parties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw. You'd probably throw some some fun parties at your Yellowstone ranch. There you go. Yeah. Eric Bischoff not invited. Right. And Pierce Brosnan certainly not invited. I'd, I'd snitch on him. You'd snitch on him if he showed up at your. Party. Yeah, yeah. I really dislike that guy. I know. Uh, I yeah, uh, I still like him, but he should know better. We have some questions from the Facebook group. Join the Facebook page if you haven't already. Search Poison Rana on Facebook if you still use Facebook. Join the group, which leads us to a bunch of things po- people post, like these threads, including the AMA that we ask. Once it would be more of an AUA. Ask us anything. Yeah. Ask us anything. Yeah, AUA here on the Detox. And I uh, see we've had some people write in here. So I'm going to uh, go through these, Jordan. The first one, Sino asks, what is the significance of the three green dots you put in your pictures? You familiar with these three green dots? Yes, I think you described it on a show. I'd imagine at some point. I just, what, what, what can I say? It's a, it's a signature. Green three dots. Um, I mean, like it, it's just a signature. So every, just about every Instagram story, I've uh, and there's been many thousands I've published. Uh, you'll see three green dots, the lower right corner, typically. Uh, it's just it's a signature. So you you see that image. If someone's going to share the image, you know. Well, that's it was from me. That's Jordan, it's Lake Jordan. Glenn writes in. What's your favorite dog breed and favorite potato chip? Hmm. So I mean, I've had a couple family dogs. Right. Love them all, especially the, I mean, one of the two is, is still kicking with my mom. Uh, and all of them have been Shih Tzu. Like uh, the, oh, the, the current. Least current, favorite. Annoying no, little yap. No, 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 no. They don't yap. Like they're actually chill as fuck. Um, like super sweet, super sweet dogs. But like the, the coolest dog. And I'm not a, like, I have no intention of owning a dog. I don't, I love dogs, dog but person. I don't, I'm not a dog person. I, I like dogs like I like food. Like, I have love for it, but, like, I'm not a foodie and I'm not a doggy. But the best I knew was a German Shepherd. 
I named him as well, Tom with an H. And Tom was a Tom was a good boy. Tom, I've never seen it. I've never seen a dog or experienced a dog who was like a linchpin to build community of humans around this dog. I mean, it was just, he was living in a party house and we threw many parties and this dog was just was down for the hang. Loved that dog and, and a German shepherd. So I would say German shepherd based off of Tom R.I.P. Nice. I mean, that's a popular, popular breed. I mean, the, the cops use them, right? Like yeah, smart, they're yeah, strong, like good they're size, good like like lovable, sweet, yeah. kind, intelligent, uh, aesthetically beautiful. They're very beautiful. My dad right now has a husky slash German Shepherd like mix, oh, yeah. and it is gorgeous. Shout out Hudson, he's a cutie. He's mm. definitely a, a beautiful looking dog. He's also a bit of a bitch. He's like mm. a, he, he, he like he could probably murder me, and instead he's scared of anything shaped like a box. So. Uh, hmm. yeah and if you hug anyone he freaks out he doesn't like he doesn't like people hugging so if you, if you go to yeah i don't i don't know if it's a jealousy thing or like hey what are you doing he thinks that's like a salt yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know we can't figure it out but it's pretty funny <laughs> all we, we just it just makes everyone hug a lot more because they're like yo you want to see some funny shit and then you just hug and then it's like hur, 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 hur. what are you the, fucking the only time the shih tzus have done that is with other dogs i think trying to protect my mom yeah see shih tzus i think of like little loud the the smaller the dog the louder the yeah, bark, but these, like, these dogs like they're not like tiny tiny they don't like yip right yeah i can't stand those i know some people have those dogs i'm sorry but like oh man they're so small you could step on them they're loud yeah. annoying they got gunk in their eyes all the time speaking like, of small oh. dogs like the one that i'm i'm kind of housemates with uh, this, yeah. this past weekend is a dachshund like a wiener dog okay yeah my yeah. girlfriend wants one of those actually yeah so he doesn't yip he's actually like the laziest no. dog i've ever experienced but uh yeah. he like he loves to kind of like laying and cuddle um uh lily was up like hourly this uh, he's he's sick something he was just oh. constantly like like throwing up and shitting everywhere it runs yeah it's kind of disgusting and I'd sad say- uh, I'm sorry about your your friend's dog. I, I I do like Puggles. They are my like kind of favorite. Like if I get a, another dog personally, I'd probably get another one. I had a Puggle. He passed away. Rip Pugsley. I want to get one and call him Gomez now. Um, mm. Puggles, because if you get a normal pug, they they like have breathing problems and they they kind of got squashed faces. But if you like get them a little mixed, it kind of adds life on their. It adds years years to their life, and I think they're pretty cute. But I I'm a dog. I love all dogs. But the best part of loving dogs and not having one, you can go home and then not have one to take care of. But when like your friends have dogs or your family has dogs, you go and visit. You go to the dog park and meet some strangers' dogs. Great, you get to play with some dogs, and then you go home and you don't have to do anything. You don't have to clean up shit. You don't have to buy them food. You don't have to do anything because you okay. don't have them. They're a lot of work. They're pretty much like the the first step before you have a kid, you know? Oh, well, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you're going to have a child anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I do love dogs. What about potato chips? Favorite potato chips. I am a uh, salt and vin, a dill pickle. Most like we've, we've had this conversation. Before. Yeah. We've talked about chips before, but uh, I think yeah. I talked about a uh, kettle jalapeno chips with whole chocolate milk. Damn, that's the combo. What a that's real the, deal. That's, that's the, I guess I am a foodie after all. Um, I, I like spicy dill pickle. Those are my new favorite, but anything 
salt and vinegar or anything dill pickle chips. That's my favorite. Salt and vinegar is uh, it'll fuck your mouth. Horrific up. sounding. I do not like that. Uh, thank you, Glenn, for writing. I appreciate that. We go to O'Neill's oh, wrote in a whole novel of questions here for us. Our man Neil writes in Neil Flanagan. How warm does it have to be to wear shorts outdoors? Nice question. Um, How warm? Well, we're talking Fahrenheit. Yeah, we both have, uh, you're American and I'm Canadian, so one of us has the wrong temperature. Um, In Fahrenheit, I'd say like 60s. I mean, again, yeah, like like low to like like 65, 65 and above. I'd I'd start considering the shorts. I'm converting it because, you know, I work in real temperatures which is celsius and uh yeah i would say around 20 degrees celsius or 15 maybe 60 i don't know i i i'm canadian though i can kind of handle the cold like i'm used to it and trust me as soon as it just gets a little bit springtime people are rocking shorts and going outside to patios here like people are crazy we were covered in snow uh, uh about a week ago two days ago Flip flops, shorts, T-shirt. I was walking out and about, and now it's back to somewhere in between that. Neil has a, a question that kind of connects to it. So, what is an acceptable length for shorts? And if Hot Pants Portman is there, I want his opinion too. Uh, I love how he just gave Davy a new nickname of Hot Pants Portman. Um, fitting. Ex- acceptable length of shorts. Yeah, I'm not too into the short shorts too much, but I, they are in style. You but I, don't, I wouldn't say they're unacceptable. I mean, for me, I'm not. I'm not going to wear shorts out that are like much below the knee. Yeah, it's not going to like go like very over the knee. But like I'm talking, you're not going to be walking around. Maybe yeah, maybe like an inch above the knee. Yeah, but no, I've been wearing like these. Uh, they're what I don't know what material they are. It's fucking black shorts, but they're not like denim or khaki. They're more right. kind of athletic style, and I, like they're they're pretty high above the knee. I, I wear like yeah when I'm at home and it's like you know not freezing or anything. I I I wear ball shorts, and m- most recently I got the chalkline Bret Hart tights, but as shorts. And mm-hmm. I must say those are kind of short shorts on me, but I'm wearing them in my house, and they're fucking wrestling, so they I look cool as fuck. I'm walking yeah. around like. Are these a little too short for me? Like I'm showing a lot of thigh here, and I'm like, but it looks good. Mm. It looks good. The best there is, the best there was. And you, you have two testicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. They pop to one side. It looks like a division sign. Yeah, like that. That's nice. Uh, Neil also asks. He's got a lot of questions. Socks with sandals, all right or nah? I absolutely say nah. I think that is so weird. Don't do it. I don't do it. Yeah. I'm not going to hate on it. Seems kind of comp. I, I guess what what do you do with the 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 big toe and the toe next to it, like where it goes through the thong? Yeah, that's gross. Sandal. Like you, you have to kind of like the sock has to wedge up. I guess like a a you know like a thong, like panty thong. I'm gonna say uh, nah because like if I'm wearing, I have so many thoughts on sandals and open toed things. Uh, but like, yeah, maybe I don't want to hate oh, on it because. Up. You're not a you're not a sandals guy. I have I have weird thing like look if you if you don't live in like a beach town or around water, you shouldn't really be wearing like open toed shoes. Disagree in, in public. Hard disagree. But if you're like in Australia, California, Florida, you know, you live near water where it's sunny and hot all the time. Fucking wear those 
thongs as they call them, wear those slides, wear whatever sandals, whatever. Cause you, it's hot all the time. You're near water. Cool. If you like live in New York city and it's fucking like March, April, May, why are you walking around in open toed? Cause it's shoes? more comfortable. Fuck. No, put let the away. feet breathe. Put them away. But then in the same time, I'm like, maybe the socks hide from me seeing people's feet. So yeah. What, what, what are your, are your feet? exposed right now or are they covered they're wearing socks i'm wearing so- <laughs> they are i'm wearing socks right now because it's cold so it's cold and where i am but i got my feet i, I got my feet. you know i can't sleep with socks on though i usually take them off too warm you know when you're about to do the deed and you're like fuck hold on i gotta take my socks off yeah that's weird like having sex with socks on. yeah like who but, does but that? It, no i think it, i think it's weird sleeping with socks too i, I don't do that like I, who who leaves socks on when they have sex? It's it's got to be one of the weirdest. Like if you're in a if you're you know maybe you're out somewhere and you still have other pieces of clothing on too. That's an acceptable time to have yes. socks on. But when you're like or like a you, foot fungus, I've never really had. I get my issue is like my heels get really dry and cracked this time. Of crusty year. ass feet. But like I don't even know like uh, what's the the what's the toe fungus type disease? What's that called? Uh, you know, what I'm talking toe, about toe jam. Toe jam or toe jam? what's what's the there's like like the the athletes, thing what? athletes I don't even know what these things are yeah right I don't now. know I think but I got feet, feet gross feet kind of gross me I have giant fucking hobbit feet too dude like my feet are like thirteen so like with your girlfriend like you're just not trying to touch your feet no she she has nice feet no but what I'm I, saying I, is like but you're saying feet <laughs> gross me out so it's not like a there's not a sexual preference to the foot uh, yeah I'm not a I'm not a Gene Snitsky uh kind of guy I don't there's nothing in feet that are like oh yeah that's okay that's all right well now, thanks for the question Neil now we know yeah yeah what, are you into feet not particularly but okay. I don't dislike it either yeah like they like a nice you know after a mani petty yeah. they could look nice you know <laughs> Yeah. But, if, but if you're if you're if you're uh walking around all the time with your crusty ass feet in public in a town that does not have beaches or lakes and you're just like going to like a place that sells food like oh man i walked in this is years ago now i'm ranting but i went into a pizza joint and i order a slice of pizza at like one in the morning after drinking and when i grab my pizza the manager of the establishment is barefoot and mm. i see his gross ass crusty looking like there's bugs crawling in between them and i went that is so disgusting i don't want this pizza anymore but he's not using his feet to prepare your food he was like he was like touching his feet and that that was enough for me i was like i don't know okay. if you're the one he didn't he didn't he was like standing over there and there was a cashier and this guy was behind and he touched he, he was touching his bare ass feet in an establishment that is serving me food. And I was like, nah, actually, I want my five dollars back. You can have this. And the guy's like, why? I'm like, because I just saw this guy's nasty ass feet and I lost my appetite. I think I'm getting to that point where if it's just a slice of cheese pizza, I'm not interested. Like if it's pepperoni, great. Very, very happy to eat this. But awesome. it, but feet crust it, on it. It's almost like if it's no pepperoni, then it like it kind of tastes kind of gross to me at this point. I don't know what's happening to me. You just don't like cheese, you weirdo. We have more questions. There's a lot here. Who in your life are you comfortable farting in front of? No one. I I will do it, but not comfortably. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, like friends, family, my girlfriend, unfortunately for her. Um, but do, you, know, do you, you try to like, can, do you try to not allow it or you don't care? Just it, uh, it, it's there and why I try, I, you know, like there's a time and a place, you know, like certainly, but like, let's say for honest, like today that I noticed that the tacos I had earlier are making me a little stinkier than usual. Yeah. Then maybe I'll be a gentleman and go to the other room. Yeah. yeah. Do something. I'll be like, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> kind of same. But also like there's plenty that are loud, but there's like, yeah. No and those are funny. funny. Yeah. Farts are funny. Don't but to me, funny. I get uncomfortable with that. I don't know why it's probably not a, a, a good thing. I don't, I don't know, but it's something I, I, I don't like. If you, if you're able to fart in front of someone, then you truly like love them or trust them. Well, apparently I, I feel neither toward my fiance. Yeah. You should probably talk to someone. Yeah. I am looking for a therapist. I so. don't fart in front of my fiance. Like you, you're going to get married to someone that you don't feel comfortable farting in front of. You should like check that out. All right. Well, and I have a therapist's uh, contact. Everybody, bring that up. Can I? I, I can't fart in front of her. Something planning wrong. to respond to her today, so that will be the at the forefront of my treatment. I'm a real time farting in, like, like if if we were hanging out mm-hmm. and you were like, "Oh, I need to fart," like, would you just do it? It's, I would try to do it silently. Oh, I see. I think we're in different boat here. Where if I'm with, if you were in my vicinity, I'd try to do the opposite of silent and, and i wouldn't <laughs> mind for to you to do it I, I would judge you of like all right i guess that's all right whatever but like it's not I like I'd, I'd be upset or what so if anything i might be kind of envious of like huh i wish i didn't care that much to just but it's it's one of those things i i just i don't like it i don't like doing it I, I have no problem farting in front of certain people. But again, there's times and places for it. It's like, you know, you're dropping bombs. It's like, ooh, sorry, guys. I will be sharing an Airbnb with Neil uh, in Philly. So he we'll will be here. This is his question. So he yeah. now knows. I'm good with the feet, but don't be fucking farting around me. Uh, Neil says, have you heard Way's ride or die eBay Motors ad? It's amazing. I love all of Way's ads, by the way. He's talented. Yeah. He's now. I mean, he's he's taking the easy way out. He's just reading the copy once, like as is. Uh, if he if he really wanted to go above and beyond, uh, yeah, maybe he could personalize it a bit more. Yeah, Part like a job. A job I had for a long time was making these commercials for other shows, like for different radio stations and stuff. Where you're. So, the voiceover or your uh, a bunch of both to be honest most of the time producing but once in a while they're like actually wait you sound pretty good and it's like yeah at sometimes it can be really hard so i will say way is a complete professional and i take that back way does a great job personalizing the nord vpn ones yeah I'm assuming, one. I'm assuming they're not feeding him the suggestions of hey here's how to use this to like get AEW for cheaper i'd right. assume that's that's way uh that's that's the way to do it uh, I think Conan O'Brien does it the best as far as here's suggested ad copy, but he's going to make it his own. And like, he might be the, for, for in my book, the most successful at making a literal advertisement uh, entertainment. And I think that's the way to do it. Anyone out there who wants their uh, ads on Poison Rana, my DMs are open. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I, I did listen to Way's eBay uh, last night. He's very good at it. He's a, he's a prof- I don't I don't know if he gives himself as much credit as I think he deserves at being like a very talented broadcaster. Oh, he's amazing. He's great. We go 
Ever had a mystery ailment that just went away? My right knee clicked for no reason for about a month. I had a similar thing. I don't know if it was my right or left knee, but one of them, it would like, it was worse than clicking. It would lock up sometimes. And I remember like in the middle of the night, it would just get stuck in place and I'd have to psych myself up to like undo it. And I went to a doctor once to check it out. And of course, everything seemed perfectly normal and fine. And they were like, well, uh, I don't know what to say. And then it that went away eventually but it was like years that every now and then it would just lock up and it was very painful i had a snowboarding incident when i was younger and like for a while my right shoulder was was like weird it went away and like once in a while it'll give me problems but like yeah kind of that um i don't know thought i had i thought i had mono once but it turned out i was just really bored Mm. is is there a joke in that no no No, no, I'm, I'm just. I fine. thought I had mono once, but it turns out I was really bored. It's from Wayne's World. Hmm. He has more questions. Oh my god! Best and worst states in the U.S. and best and worst provinces of Canada. What a dumb fucking question. I mean, Canada. Uh, I'd say uh, I don't even want to give Quebec because it's like they have some cool stuff there. Um, I guess like something boring like. Sask, Sask, Saskatchewan. Cause it's like Next really question. Cold. It's a leap year. Know anyone born on February 29th? I don't think I'd like that. Well, thanks for the op-ed. Uh, the singer of my band, Reindeer, I believe it's still a band. We haven't performed in over a year. But uh, Charlie, he he's born on February 29th. So he's uh, like eight years older. I, I don't know how that works. Uh, I guess well, that times four. Um, probably older than eight. My elementary school gym teacher mr keppel he was also born on february 29th so that would be the running joke that you know he was like the same age as us right yeah i had i had some friends in in school as a kid who would always be like i'm only four (laughs) my current zoom membership i got on february 29th of last i i it says i i think we're having two years in a row that that wouldn't make sense though but last year was a February 29th, according to when I purchased the Zoom membership. And next month, there's a February 29th. What? So how does that? Let me look at 2020. Creating illusions and calendars that are Okay. Real. Okay. So, okay. There wasn't a 29th in 2023. Maybe my Zoom membership expires. They lied to you, bro. They don't want you to win. I'm sorry. I think it expires on the 29th of 2024. Wow. That must be it. It is weird that someone figured that out, kind of the 365 and a quarter to rotate around the sun. Yeah. And who was every- the one? Yeah. How did they figure that out? Like, oh man, this this time zone's this and like a sundial? Yeah. Look at this. My uh there we go. The Maryland Zoo. I got a companion membership. What does that mean? That means I can bring a guest. Oh, sick. Can I come? You can. I might be taking Neil. But if you come down, I'd, I'd rather go to the zoo with you, Brayden. Neil doesn't seem like a good zoo companion. Not after those questions. Jeez. Those ones sucked. Uh, oh, that's it. That's good. Oh, wait. We have uh, Chris Elliott who wrote like one question that's just giant. So I'm going to do my best here. Chris Elliott writes in, The Southern television broadcast interruption was a broadcast signal intrusion that occurred on 26th of November 1977 in parts of Southern England and the U.K., the audio of a Southern television broadcast was replaced by a voice claiming to represent the Ashtar Galactic Command, 
delivering a message, instructing humanity to abandon its weapons so it can participate in a future awakening and achieve a higher state of evolution. After six minutes, the broadcast returned to its scheduled program. If you could hack into a TV show to deliver a message, what would it be? Holy shit. First of all, that was a lot to unpack there, Chris. Uh, I did not know about... So is this like a War of the Worlds type thing? Or was was this an actual hack in this Ashtar Galactic Command? This was an actual message. Uh, apparently this was something that happened where like someone hacked in and, but were they a real organization or was it some <laughs> anyway. real organization asking, saying that we are a galactic, we're going to find a higher state of evolution. I would suggest that they were, no, wrong. I think that's a worthy message though, of like basically saying, Hey, let's abandon our weapons. Now, again, it's kind of like the nuclear arms race. If we all agree to just not use it, well, then it's no longer a threat. So it's 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 doesn't seem pragmatic. Uh, Chris but- has sparked a great thing here. Sorry, Jordan, but like I've now looked this up. He just took a little bit of the of the like thing that they aired. Like there's a whole like novel that they they read out on TV live, basically saying like, yeah, we well, were six minutes. It's pretty crazy, and I'd never heard of this before. I thought where he was going with this was the the one in the states. The, the guy in the square with the blonde hair, you know, it's been parodied like a million times. That was similar. The Hatbox someone... Ghost? What was, that? what was it called? The Hatbox Ghost? Hatbox Ghost. Is that what that guy was? No. Yeah. You're Just talking t- about... <laughs> Wait, that's the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> 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 no, what's the, the blonde guy who like TV interruption and he's like, you know... Zach Morris would do the timeout and break the fourth wall and address the viewer on Say by the Bell. Oh, Max Headroom. Signal hijacking. Yeah. Max Headroom. It's like this, like, no one knows who it was. And well, like there's different theories and everything, but it was like a pirate broadcast where they 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 took over two channels in Chicago in 1987. And like they aired this thing. It's been parodied in like so many movies and TV shows and music videos. It's like this guy in a blonde, like mask and wig or something what's the name again i'll google this max headroom signal hijacking max Headroom. you know what i'm gonna yahoo this instead ask jeeves i mean yahoo sucks yeah i don't know why it's better than the what's that other one bing is that still a thing bing no longer with us but bing is still Thing. Max Headroom. Yeah, Max yeah, Headroom. yeah, I guess vaguely this kind of seems familiar. It seems familiar because you've seen like the the blonde face, but similar thing. Like they hacked into something and were kind of spewing off. What he I looks think. like he was like the the rhythm guitarist of Mighty Mighty Boss Tones or something. <laughs> That's exactly uh, who called who called it in. But it's, it's crazy. Back in the day, like you wouldn't know what was going on if that like came into your 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 living room you're just watching watching tv one day like this one in the uk that chris brought up is very fascinating i've actually never heard of this but it seems so interesting um i think i i love this movie called pirate radio which is also based on like true events where the government were trying to crack down on like pirate versions of radio and tv so these guys created a boat the boat that rocks that they would broadcast out at sea because they couldn't like get arrested but then finally like the feds, the ops come for them. But so if you hacked into a, some sort of broadcast, what would be your message? I mean, 
you're kind of not wrong because they're kind of like saying good things. They're like, hey, uh, put down your weapons. If we don't use weapons, we'll all be at peace. So like that's a pretty good message. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd be very positive. I don't think I'd try to scare people as much as War of the Worlds incident was pretty hilarious in hindsight. Um, I'd be like, you know, hey, people, just just be chill. Be happy. Stop fighting all the time. You know, life's a garden. Dig it. Just stop that was that was we, Lily and I met on Bumble, and that was the entirety of her bio. Life's chill. Life's, life's a, a garden. garden. Dig it. And I was like, man, you did not even try. Yeah. And look at you now. Yeah. I mean, so that's like I just want people to be nice, but saying that would be just a waste of a message, right? No, it wouldn't. No. So I'll be sincere uh, when. We just decided to renew the pod bean, whatever, to the, the old chocolate croissants podcast I had. Um, if you're interested, you can still check it out on your streaming service. We had, uh, if you're into rock music, there's a bunch of people you might know that, that were guests. And I kind of was the one to to, to do our outs, to, as you do for these episodes. Yeah. And the the thing I would say at the end of just about every episode, my parting message was uh, please be kind to yourself. And to me, that's important because for many of us who have some sense of wanting to be decent, wanting to be good, it's easy relatively to be nice or kind to other people, but it can be particularly difficult to be kind to ourselves because so much of the relationship takes place uh, unconsciously or automatically. Like we don't choose most of the thoughts that, that we think. So, and many of the thoughts that we think aren't particularly kind to us um, where we're, we're feeling guilt or shame, or we're talking to ourselves in like unkind ways or saying I should do this or I shouldn't be that. And it can be easy to shit on ourselves. So, yeah. I mean, could I, could I, if this was like in the next week, could my message be like, Hey, listen to poison Rana podcast in your podcast feed search poison Rana. Like, could that be my message or could my message be like, Hey, the pizza at Amato pizza on college street is shit. The guy has his bare feet out and he's fucking touching his toes. And then he's cooking the pizza. Don't eat there. Like that's a good message that I could put out into the world. No one would know. It's interesting. Cause we kind of are faced with that option. Anytime we make a sign to bring to wrestling. Yeah. You can almost put anything you want on it. And I just don't, I mean, I get it, but there's always that with Bobby G, you know who I'm talking about? Uh, like at WrestleMania, it's the big fucking banner and it just says Bobby G and they're always like center hard cam at WrestleMania. Okay. Like whoever that is with all love and, and, and all that bullshit, like fuck you. Like, <laughs> come on. Like how, how fucking self-centered and egotistical to just have your name take up that much real estate and then to have a sign that big that's blocking the view of the people behind you and then okay if you're going to do a sign then do it during the entrances but once the match starts that's what people paid for like sit the fuck down and put your sign at your feet you know like if bobby g is 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 listening to this and maybe glenn zadra is is bobby g like i kind of see a couple similarities uh that's my working theory um and, and i like glenn and and we appreciate glenn's uh you know great questions about our potato chips and whatnot but but like if you're bobby g like maybe don't out yourself because 
like clearly I'm passionate about this and, and I didn't even realize it. And this is the first time I've taken a legitimate forum to, to express my angst and my anger and my disappointment, quite frankly. But like, come on, come on. Like, what what if we all just had signs at wrestling that said, please be kind to yourself, be kind, be nice. Like that, that's that's the that's the type of world I want to live in. That's the type of wrestling culture that I want to be a part of. It has been a disgusting, horrific week. Um, and don't let anyone tell you uh, anything but for pro wrestling this past week. It has been a, a black eye, a black stain, a fucking uh, uh, atrocity of a week in the culture of professional wrestling. Something that all of us, uh, including myself, love very much. And and I just want to live in a world, uh, hopefully sooner, uh, much sooner rather than later, that that we can be at a wrestling event with many thousands of signs in the air just saying, please be kind to yourself. Exactly. Everyone should be kind. If I had a time to hi- hijack a TV stream, it would be to tell you to be kind. Hmm. Yeah. Inside game, people. If we can be kind to ourselves, then being kind to everything else and everyone else becomes a lot easier. Especially today, everyone's just always on edge and hates everyone else. And everyone's so, everyone just feels like everyone's attacking each other. And Well, I'm attacking Bobby G and I kind of low-key attack <laughs> Glenn Zadra. And I'm very, yeah. I, I feel bad about that, Glenn. I really do. Like, we really appreciate you in, in this Poisonada community. In, in fact, if you give me your Venmo, I'll, I'll send you a couple dollars. Buy you a coffee. Buy you a clam chowder. There you go. A nice, nice, white, creamy, viscous clam chowder. Mm. Mm. Nice. Uh, Well, thanks for the questions there, everybody. Appreciate you writing in here and listening. If you made it this far, really appreciate you checking out the detox. We thank you for wasting your time with us here today. We decided to sneak one in for January. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We'll be back next next month is, is February. Yes. We'll be back for another detox. So think get your questions thinking. The, the, yeah. We need another, more questions. Another Christmas edition of good old detox. No, 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 we'll do Valentine's Day. Are you a do you do you do anything of significance for Valentine's Day? Uh I always, you know, make sure I get some some chocolates or some flowers for the lady, but not really it's kind of, you know. Yeah. It's, it's it's like someone telling me I have to do that. You should you should be nice to your partner all the time. Yeah, I don't like Every all the day. expectation, be the pressure. Yeah, you know? let me have, let me be free. I had a, I had an ex whose birthday was on Valentine's Day, so that was great. It was like a two for one, two birds, one stone. You know. Oh, so my uh, fiance, her birthday is nine eleven. Great. Yeah. So every year you're like you celebrate. Yeah. Uh, I I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Exactly. So thanks everyone out there. Uh, we appreciate you and we'll be back. We would appreciate the questions. We appreciate all the love out there. And uh, thanks for listening to another podcast about nothing. And uh, hope wherever you are, you're all right. You're Merry right. Christmas, everyone. Yeah, true. We love you. Poisonrana.ca for all the other stuff. Check out all the stuff me and Davey did this past week. We got a Patreon check out there. We did our Howard the Duck review. Jordan, I know you'd be a big fan of that because we got WH Park. He was in, he's in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I've seen the two movies, two, yeah. the first two so far. Right. I don't I don't know much about Howard the Duck, but he seems kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So is WH. He also seems pretty cool. And he, we had him on to talk about duck titties. So that was a pretty fun show. So check hmm. that out. Check out. We have a review of Kill Bill out this week as well. So lots and lots of stuff. Poisonrana.ca for all the links of everything that we do. Jordan, thank you, sir. I love you. Be kind. 
to yourself. Love you too, man, and Merry Christmas. Goodbye.